Welcome to Freya Singing Tips, the podcast. My name is Freya Casey, professional singer and vocal coach. I have been on stage my whole life, and I'm passionate about helping you discover the awesomeness in your own voice. Opera, musical theater, jazz, pop, folk, rock, I have done it all. And I want to give you golden nuggets of advice on how to be the master of your voice. Hi and welcome to today's video. Today I would like to talk about 10 ways to save your voice. So you must stay tuned for this one if you want to keep your voice healthy. Okay, let's get right into it. Number one, warm up your voice. Although this is a no-brainer, I see way too many students who come to my studio and they're not warmed up or who take a psych Skype lesson and are not warmed up. And I know that this happens. I even sometimes don't warm up properly. However, it really depends on the situation. Warm up in a way that really prepares you for what you are about to do. If you are about to do a gig that's three hours long, you need to do a different kind of warm up than when you just sing one song and everything counts on this one song and you have to be right on. So when you have only one song, of course, naturally you want to warm up a little longer targeting for this one song to where you're at perfect state or as good as possible when the song gets there. And if you do a long gig with a lot of sets, you could use the first set just to warm up. So be intentional in your warm up. And by the way, I have all kinds of different warm ups that are for free. You can find some videos here on YouTube. I will link them up below. And you can also find a five minute warm up on my website, masteryourvoice.tv. If you go to the page free stuff, there's that. And there's also a 30 minute warm up when you scroll down. So get it. There's no excuse for you not to warm up your voice properly. Number two. Since your body is your instrument, take care of your body and hydrate. You must hydrate. And the best thing to drink is water or tea. You know I love my ginger tea. I have a video about how to make ginger tea. I will also link it up below so you can check it out. It's healthy. It's good for your gut. It's good for your voice. Helps me a lot. But don't drink a lot of acidy stuff. Drink water and herbal teas, that is the best thing. Sugar is not good, it may produce phlegm and anything with acid or even dairy products may cause phlegm in your voice. So hydrate and stay hydrated. It's not any good to just forget all day to drink and then gulping down five glasses of water. This is not the way to hydrate. Hydrate means drink consistently. And there are little apps like that to remind you. Put it on your phone, Remind yourself with a timer to drink a glass of water every hour or so, so that you don't forget. Number three. Now, when you sing, sing with dynamics. When you sing with the same volume level from the beginning to the end of a song and also even in your warm-ups, sing with more dynamics. By using more dynamics, meaning singing softly and loudly, changing back and forth between the different dynamic levels, you really are helping your vocal cords because they don't get stuck at one intensity level, always at the, in the same position, but it's like tension release, tension release. You're giving your body a chance to stay in motion, to stay dynamic and not static. Static is always the enemy of the body and you get strained after a short while. So dynamics are very important and of course, it sounds better also. Number four, sing in the right key. Now, I know that every original song 
is written in a key that is good for the original singer. That does not mean it's the perfect key for you. And it doesn't even mean it's close to the perfect key for you. It might be close, but it might not be the perfect key for you. And always remember that your voice is different from anyone else's and that's a good thing. You don't want to be like exactly like someone else. Sing in the right key for your voice and it will potentially really minimize a lot of strain. When you sing in a key that's way too low and the band is loud and they bury you in the sound, you have to struggle and singing low and really loudly is really hard on your vocal cords. So it's not smart to sing certain songs too loud. At the same time, when you're singing too high, most of the time, if you're only two half steps too high most of the time, that goes above what you really can do comfortably. And if you do sets like that, it may put a lot more strain on your voice than is necessary. Talk to your band colleagues and just see if the key is really uncomfortable for you if you can't just find a way to change the key. Sometimes I know it's not easy for the guitars, but it is better for you as a singer to sing in the right key because first of all, you're going to have a better voice color and that's one thing that a lot of musicians don't understand if they're not singers themselves. You must sing in the right voice color and that's only possible if you're singing at the right intensity level for that song that is necessary. So singing in the right key, very essential. Number five, sing with good vocal cord closure. Now, of course, every once in a while there's intentional breathiness or intentional raspiness when the vocal cords don't close tightly. However, the more prolonged the period of time is when your vocal cords have loose closure and you're blowing a lot of air through them, meaning not using the air efficiently, first of all, you're going to be out of breath more. Most likely you're not going to support as well as you could. And of course, lastly, it does put a lot of strain on your vocal cords to sing breathy over long stretches. Try not to do that. Try to be very intentional with breathy sound and try to aim for a sound that has good vocal cord closure. That means a very focused sound, very dense, little air coming out when you're singing high, for example. The higher actually, the less air you're going to need. And this is going to minimize the strain on your vocal cords. I promise this will be a game changer if you can get the feeling for and you can get really the hang of how to feel good vocal cord closure, how to strengthen those muscles that help you have better vocal cord closure. And I have some videos about that. I will also link them up below. Look at them. That will really help you sing for a long time to come without strain. Number six, rest. So important, especially when you have a lot of gigs. I know sometimes you can't because you have a lot of going on. Maybe there's a whole rehearsal phase going on and you're having rehearsals every single day for hours and hours. You must learn how to mark. Marking is really important to not have to sing out full when you are having rehearsals. For example, when you're doing stagings, it's not always necessary to sing out full. You must know how to mark. But then also you need to take your rest. The vocal cords are very delicate and of course when your body is tired you're also going to get sloppy with your technique. So you want to avoid getting to the point where you're extremely fatigued overall just generally in your body but you also want to avoid the point of over fatigue of your vocal cords because you're going to get more sloppy and the vocal cords don't close as tightly what we just talked about and that is going to cause a lot of strain. So resting in a general sense, get enough rest, get enough sleep if at all possible, 
try to get rest. And the most straining thing sometimes is not even singing, but is talking a lot at a high volume level. So maybe you don't have to socialize a lot after the gig or after the rehearsal. Maybe you can just tell people that you need to get rest. And that is so much more important than socializing sometimes. If you know the next day and the next day and the next day, you're going to have to sing a lot. Talking does a lot of times put a lot more strain on your voice. So take your rest. Number seven, sing smart if at all possible. I already talked about dynamic levels, but don't kill yourself. And when you sing long sets, sing in a very smart way. What I always do is I use a lot of dynamics. I use a lot of different voice colors. I use a lot of different intensities. And so by giving it more expression and more different voice colors, I engage all the different parts of my voice and my vocal tract in different ways to where it's not always exactly the same muscles. Did you know that you had dozens of muscles controlling your vocal cords and your larynx and your pharynx and your tongue? There's dozens of muscles. You have more muscles on like in your head area, including your face, than in any other places in your body. So you want to kind of take turns, you know, let the muscles take turns, have a more gritty sound and then have a lighter sound, change back and forth if at all possible and mix up your songs in the set. And that's what I do to where that there's lighter vocal cord closure songs and then some more intense songs. So I do this a lot when I feel strain coming on. I don't take the next song that does put a lot of strain on, but I'm pulling out a song that is still a beat that is still in the mood but is a little bit easier on my vocal cords. So sing smart, very important. Number eight, this is so important. You have to address unwanted raspiness and breathiness. So if you're not doing it intentionally and there is a lot of raspiness, don't just leave it there. You have to find out what is causing it and you have to address it. When you keep on singing with a raspy or breathy voice without you being intentional about it, it's just going to put a lot of strain on your voice and it's going to make it worse. The more you're going to push it, the more you're going to compensate, the more you're going to strain and the greater the danger to really hurt your vocal cords permanently. So you have to address any problems that arise and just get to the bottom of them and don't leave them untreated. Number nine, this kind of adds to number eight, clean up your technique. When there's something that is getting sloppy or has been getting sloppy or has never actually really been on target, you have to address and you have to clean up your technique. So if you know that you keep not breathing deeply or you know you keep falling forward, your posture isn't great and that's why your support isn't quite in place, you have to work on it. You are going to save your voice in the long term. Don't just leave it there. And again, you must address these issues to where you will get better and you will support your vocal cords. It's like your vocal cords are very delicate and you want to take the work off of them so that they can just work freely and everything that is helping them, like your support, like the compression, like taking a good deep breath, having enough air to where you don't really push only against your vocal cords and sing very throaty, using your resonance. If you have a tendency to get very closed up and narrow as you're getting tired, you have to address that because otherwise you will always put the strain on your vocal cords and that is not a good way to sing. First of all, it doesn't sound good. And second of all, it's going to make you tired, fatigued and potentially damage 
And lastly, number 10. We kind of address this, but sing in your own range with the right registers. So whenever there's a song that is supposed to be belted high at high intensity, sing it in a key where it's right for you. Don't sing just because someone else is singing in a certain key or maybe someone else has that range. If you can't quite get it to sing that top note in a very chesty belted way, it's okay. Switch into head voice. Don't kill yourself. Do respect your own range and your own voice colors and your own limitations. And you want to sing in the right registers. So if you are using chest voice and you're going up, don't just get heavier and heavier and heavier. And I have videos about belting in a healthy way because you're going to just really strain too much. You must start to mix and then eventually flip into head voice in a way that it's seamless to where, you know, of course, depending on the song, if you want a harsh break, if you want the flip, then you can have it. But if you don't want the flip, do it in a smooth way. And the more control you have over your passaggio area, which is the area where you transition from one to the next register, the more control you have over when and how smoothly you transition registers, the less you're going to strain your voice because it's not just going to happen coincidentally or whenever, you know, accidentally. You're going to be the one in control and that's when you have better vocal cord closure. You know those moments when you have no control? It's almost like there's a hole of air that you're falling into. Ah, and it flips and then there's just no sound. And that is the moment where you're putting strain on your vocal cords. So respect your own voice, your own possibilities. And there's a lot of possibilities you have. You don't always have to sing exactly the same way that the original singer sings. Maybe you can change um, even the instrumentation and the arrangement just a little bit. Maybe you can make a softer song or maybe you can just, you know, of course, transpose or sing the B part, maybe not as intense. Just be creative. Make the meaning of the music come through. Just really give it the meaning to where it makes sense. But it doesn't always have to be 100% copied from the original, which, of course, you don't really ever have to do. You do you and the original singer, they, they do themselves, right? I hope this is helping you. I appreciate it very much. If you want more, don't forget to join my free Facebook group. If you're not already in there, it's called Master Your Voice and we can carry on the conversation there. And on every Thursday, you're allowed to post your own recordings of yourself and we can share and motivate each other. Have a wonderful day and I will see you soon.